Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to Burning Daylight, the only podcast for the working cowboy. Well, welcome, Daylight Burners. Um, happy Friday to all everybody on Patreon that's uh, watching along live. Uh, this be this will be our Monday. We're gonna start out the the show for the for the main Burning Daylight podcast. Be this will be the first thing they get on Monday. So. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, uh, with me, I've got Tommy Gassell. He's a uh, he's a guy that came kind of came up with this idea. He's a horse trainer, cowboy, uh, originally from Texas, out of South Carolina. Now, Tommy, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing well, Matt. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we got Jake Torgerson. He's out of. Are you Washington or Oregon? Washington, right? He's frozen up there. I don't, yep. I don't, <laughs> He's in Washington. All right. I thought he was Washington. Anyway, and then we also got Cliff Shat joining the show. And Dan, what's your last name? This is Dan Moulton. Moulton's. All right. Uh, Jake's back now. All right. Um, and there, you're you're in Maryland right now? I'm in Maryland for the summer, Ocala, Florida for the winter, and uh, New York born. Both of us are New York born. Hell yeah. All right. Don't hold it against me. I, I I won't I won't yet, um, and then Hawaii joining back in with the slow internet. Uh, Jake Torgerson out of out of Washington. Um, yeah. So this was this is kind of Tommy's idea. We got a. Uh, it's either Gary or Jerry Cox maybe popping in at some point. Um, if he does, we'll we'll uh, welcome him in and, and see what he's got to say. If not, um, well, he missed out on a great conversation because I'm uh, we we should have started recording earlier, but we didn't. That's how it always happens. Um, but anyway, uh, Burning Daylight show is uh, it's it's kind of a, it's just a traveling shit show, is what it is, and, uh, and 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 I I I enjoy every minute of it. So. Tommy had this idea and he posted it on Facebook. There's a lot of different ways to start a, a young horse. And, uh, and he, he wanted to have not a debate because, uh, and I'll let, I'll let Tommy kind of explain that here in a minute, but, uh, 
debating the, or, or talking about different styles of doing anything in the horse world can very quickly turn into a heated debate and, and starting young horse is one of those uh topics but uh as we were talking earlier is uh it's hard to get guys that you really respect to debate other guys that you really dis- uh respect because more often than not, they end up agreeing on just about everything because they've seen just about everything. All the guys that I really respect, they've been a little bit everywhere and done a little bit of everything. And uh, they have their own style, but they're not opposed to a different style, especially if that guy can pick up two, you know? And uh, that that's that's kind of... That's kind of how the cowboy world goes. So when when you're wanting to debate a, a particular topic, it's 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 kind of hard to do. And uh, and when you're not wanting to debate a, a particular topic, um, you get drug into a most of the time a useless debate that doesn't uh, solve anything because the people that scream the loudest don't know a goddamn thing. And um, so anyway, we're gonna do kind of a uh somewhere in the middle of a debate a round table and a good old burning daylight bull session and um i'm pretty fucking excited about this fellas so um are you are you all ready hell yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so um as i said tommy's tommy's kind of the lead on this one but since i'm i'm hosting it and i'm also i rode a lot of young horses i'll never call myself a trainer um, I've got on some pretty nasty ones. I've got on some pretty nice ones. Um, had some of them really kick the shit out of me. Um, had some of them that I, I thought I did a really good job on. I was really proud of. And then I've been on a lot of pukes that, uh, people thought way too much of. And, um, and I haven't sold anything worth a whole lot of money, but I've sold some that worth, worth a little bit of money, you know? And then I've, I've turned some out to the to the sale, so I think I know a little bit about what we're talking about. But I, I am far from an expert. I've just been on a lot of them. Uh, how, how good I am that depends on who's paid me. <laughs> so, Same. Um, Same for the rest of them. The one man. thing I have learned is when you're riding young horses, you got to be on your toes all the time and not literally on your toes. Cause if you're on your toes, you're probably getting bucked over the front end, uh, which fairly safe. I mean, it's not great, but it's, it's better than getting bucked off the back better end. Better than the back end. Yep. Uh, besides <laughs> the best, besides the best fronts, the next, and then yeah, back ends, um almost the worst but underneath is by far the worst um anyhow you got you got to be on your toes you got to be on edge all the time and you got to be ready for anything so um yeah here you go uh tommy give me 30 seconds um what your style of uh training young horses is is and what you want to learn from uh what you want to put forward in this discussion and what you want to learn from this discussion. 30 seconds, go. Um, a big philosophy of mine when starting a young horse is, is don't doubt them of, of, of um, not being able to do anything. I mean, within reason, of course, confirmation, breed, you know, et cetera. Um, and it, 
that's just my approach too when I'm starting one and bringing one up is just don't doubt them and always challenge them. And you'll find ten, nine times out of 10, they're going to do what you're asking of them, even if it's their first time. So that's a big part of, of my philosophy when it goes into starting young horses. All right. Good enough. 30 seconds. Uh, actually, I didn't even have my, my timer pulled up, but I think that was about 30 seconds if I, okay, if cool. I had to judge it. So um, we'll call it good. Uh, Jake, you're up. Ready, go. Good enough. Right at 30 seconds. There you go. All right. Uh, Cliff or Dan, who wants to go first? I'll let out there. Uh, for me, it's it's just try to keep things as simple as you can. Do do as, as little as you can, and uh, but be prepared to, to give as much as you have to to kind of keep things on track and going forward. Uh, you know, try to build a partnership with a horse. I, I do believe you can have that, but it's everything's going to be based on, you know, there's got to be, be boundaries to everything. And, you know, biggest sin people make, I think, sometimes is loving a horse too much. Boom, right at 30 seconds. Like, right, right as the timer went off. Like, <laughs> um, I think mine's right, Dan. About, oh, go ahead. Mine's about knowing how the horse's brain works and how the horse's brain functions. We push more and pull less and we talk the language that they do. We can end up doing less and, and making them feel more confident and confident in their feet and confident in the way that they know. And in the first couple of rides, they can go out and do go to work. Boom. Agreed. I like that. Shortened to the, to the point. He's got 10 seconds left that he could have done, but he just said, fuck off. I'll put on <laughs> I like it. I like it. Don't waste time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, oh, and then and then, uh, Brett, you're up now. Um. So my deal is, I'm I'm real mechanical, and so I say trust the program. I've I've built a program that that works. It works on all of them, and sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes it takes less time. But if you just trust the program and you and you stay with the mechanical elements uh, of working with your confirmation, they're going to turn out. That's my plan. Hell yeah! And uh, Brett, I I apologize for that. No like, worries. You weren't no on worries. the screen, so I like I spaced yeah. it. But anyway, uh, no, if you want to give anybody a little kind of brief brief uh, background for you, I'm I'm Brett and I ride Colts. Perfect, Brett Davis. Folks. <laughs> I like it. Um, yeah, so there we go. Um, I, I think we, uh, like, we're all kind of on the same page. Uh, but Tommy, um, since, since this was kind of your, you were the first one to put it out there in the ether. Um, once you lead off and kind of kind of set the tone where where you want to go, and then we'll. Uh, like I said, then then it turns into a, a burning daylight bull session. 
uh, you're putting pressure on me now. Um, so anyway, the, the way this came about was uh, Gary or Jerry Cox had mentioned that he wanted to hear more about bringing up young horses. And, and then it just turned into comments. And and I mentioned that I wish I could do a round table with a bunch of horsemen like we have now and just sit there and talk about bringing up young horses and 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 really i guess you know letting gary kind of understand where we're coming from uh because it was his question originally uh so that's kind of where we matt and i got together and and i i presented this idea and hell it might not be worth shit but you know (laughs) we got to try it um and i've talked to all of y'all except dan I, i i haven't talked to dan before um, and I, I think pretty much we're all on the same page when it comes up to bringing young, bringing up young horses, we all have our different methods and some of our methods might, you know, somebody might have an, an opinion on someone else's method, but they understand the end result. And as long as it's not damaging the horse's brain, then, you know, why not try, try, try and, and, and not push these young horses, but, but challenge them. And, um, I guess that would, that would be the thing is just challenge these young horses. And, um, even with the older horses, shit, you know, it's somebody would say, do you think that horse has ever done that before? And I said, I don't know. Why don't we try? And, and I don't doubt that that horse can do it. Uh, it might take a little bit to get him through it, but you know, I think well, all one horse can do it. Another one can. Yeah, and, and I think you know all of y'all understand that 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 it most of the time I wouldn't say a horse is scared. I would say that they just don't want to do it, and they have their reasons, and who knows what those are. Um, but we know the difference between a horse that doesn't want to do it and a horse that a, a young horse that is truly scared of something. And so we got to approach them two different ways. And of course working with one that's scared that's where you kind of need to take some steps back in my opinion but the the ones that just don't want to do it if you stay can you know committed and tactful to what you're asking of them you're going to get it accomplished and probably a lot quicker than what you think or what that cult's giving you the impression of and i guarantee once they come over that first that that challenge you present to them they start looking for them and I start looking for them as well, you know, and to me, that's a big part of bringing up, you know, I, I don't have cows to work, you know, that that's one thing that, that I really miss with the young horses is having cows to work every day. I don't have that now. What I've got is woods. I've got, you know, creeks, swamps, dikes, deer, you know, just all kinds of stuff in the woods <laughs> that scare a horse. And mm-hmm. I just look at it as a bunch so of literally challenge. anything. Yeah, literally. And, anything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, when we're talking dykes, are we talking big scary women <laughs> with bad haircuts? <laughs> <laughs> Glad you said it. I thought I'm really <laughs> hoping so. I mean, because I would, if I was riding through the woods and I found one of those, I'd be scared. Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to say. I turn my horse and run. Uh, uh, y'all ever watch that show Orange Is the New Black? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know how shows work. Oh, anyway, this, this 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 gal's about five foot six and about three hundred pounds with a buzz cut and wears a wife beater. And you can if you imagine her like 
jumping out of from behind a tree like some sort of bridge troll. Where's the hamburger? Yeah, I mean, I, if I was a horse, I'd fucking run. I'd fucking run. <laughs> Sorry to throw that joke in there, Tommy. You were talking. No, about God, no. Show, but I help. <laughs> no, you, you know, Brad. You know me. Sometimes you got to do something to break the seriousness of it. That's right. <laughs> like I get a little bit serious about it, but you know, it's it's that's just something I'm wholeheartedly believe in is just treat them. Not, I don't want to say treat them like they're made because that kind of gives you a different mindset, but maybe approach them like they're made. And I know that's a slight variation, but, uh, no, that's a lot of good trainers have told me that over the years, old school trainers said, treat them like they're broken. They'll act that way. And if they want to act like whores, treat them like a whore. Mm. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's kind of, I think that's what you're saying, Tommy. Is it it is. Treat them like they're made, but but treat them like they're broke. If you don't want to act broke, fuck you then. Then we'll yeah, and then, and then that's yeah. when that that's when the learning comes is is when they start being pricks and and that's you know what I kind of like sometimes is is I don't want to deal with it all day, but I like when you know a young horse decides to kind of turn into a prick and really pushes your patience and you know to me bringing up young horses involves a lot of patience and um we know where we want these horses to go we just know it takes some time to get there uh but they but when they are being you know obstinate that's where i really like to push myself and to see how patient and tactful i can be with these horses and it's not saying that that that, oh i'm going to trick you i'm better than you it's just you're going to get more done if you believe you can get it done because you're just not doubting that horse. Um, and then after that, you know, today I was riding one that was being, a, being kind of a prick, but I just kept riding him and eventually he just settled right in and rode lovely. Um, not a young horse. He's made horse, but still they, they're always in training. Um, but anybody else want to chime in on that one? You're understanding where they're coming from. It sounds like. Yeah, it's, I'm sure we can all agree here, except maybe Brett, because I know he likes to read a lot, is, <laughs> is, is I've always said that I can read a horse better than a book, and it, and that's kind of the, what I, I don't want to say pride myself on, but um, I went out last weekend and worked with a bunch of people and their horses that I, I didn't know these horses from Adam, but the minute you know, and this is something I go by is the minute you put a foot in the stirrup, you know what you're sitting on and you know how to ride, you know how to approach them because you've been on so many different types that, that you've learned how to read these horses. And it, and it doesn't matter. I don't care if they're riding them in a, in a stock saddle, in a, in a English saddle, dress house saddle. They're just horses. Those are just saddles. Um, but you still, I think as a trainer and as a horseman, it's nice to be able to ride all three of those saddles because when you're giving clinics or you're teaching a big group, there's going to be a whole mix of saddles in there. And we're getting a little off topic here, but still, you know, it's, it's, it's about reading the horse. And, um, well, and the, the only, the only thing I'd want to throw in on that, Tommy, is cause you know, I agree. We obviously we can all read horse very good or, or, or really well. Um, but then, then you throw the other human in there because yeah. there's their human there or, or even, even like in my situation, a lot of times where I'm, I'm just, 
you know, I'm taking in outside colts or, or Cliff and Dan are, are kind of doing the same thing. We're taking in these outside colts and, you know, so we don't have their human, but we know that they're reacting off of, off of their human. And so we're having to read that too. And that makes, I think, uh, at, at least for the first couple of days, makes it a little hard to read that horse because they're reading us off of what they're used to. And, and we're trying to say, no, I'm not like that guy. And, uh, and totally, so yeah. I, 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 I think for, for at least, like I say, at least a couple of days we're, ha- we're having, to, and some of them are, some of them are real fucked up. I'm riding one right now that it's, he, he's got some, some baggage, some serious baggage. And we're like 30 days where he's finally figured out I'm a different kind of cat than what he's used to. Uh, but I think, yeah, we're reading that horse, but we're also reading a lot of the baggage that they pack with them. And that's, that's not fun, but it's part of the job, you know? Yeah. And so I did what I'm understanding. Like when you say that, yeah, we've also got to understand how they're responding to what we're asking of them. And I just forgot the word I was trying to think of uh, uh, to kind of put that together. But yeah, that totally makes sense is, is, oh, feel. It involves so much feel to kind of understand that that horse is, he was ridden a different way or started a different way than what you're doing. It's going to take him a little bit to get used to that. And so you've got to right. learn to make the adjustments and I guess it, not necessarily a compromise unless they're really prick. Um, you'd make some compromise with them to get something done. But, mo- you know, and it, the young horses I've started, I've only had a few of those. And most of the time they've just been ag- agreeable. And then I've had some that, of course, yeah, you, you could tell someone else has sat on that horse and you got to you got to either a big problem to deal with or you've got a week of trying to figure these horses out and then you can finally start getting something done with them. Well, or, or, or like for this conversation for and we'll let's fill in everybody else. Uh, what was that two years ago when I bought that bay horse from you? Yeah. I bought a bay horse, from Tommy, that just didn't fit his program. He was a good horse and he just didn't fit Tommy's program. Tommy told me, yeah, hell, that's a good horse. Just didn't fit my program. I bought him from him and and that horse also had some other baggage beyond beyond when Tommy had ever got his hands on him. And and this again, this wasn't necessarily a young horse. He was he was what was he, five or six? No, he he'd just come five. It was he five, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he And they didn't I don't think they too. broke him until he was like four. Right. And so like Tom I well, I still only know Tommy over the phone, but we'd only spoken what three or four times over the phone when I bought that horse, when it was all said and done, I had a lot better idea of who Tommy was as a human after I'd been around that horse for, for 10 days or two weeks or something like that. Um, you know, that, that horse showed me the humanity he was used to. He, he showed me the, um, just the persona he was used to. Um, and so th- those are the kinds of things that, I, that I'm saying we're, we're also having to deal with when, when we're with these, with these young horses is, is that they, they're, they're packing baggage, whether it's good or bad. In, in the case of this bay horse, it was good. Uh, and uh, it's a good, you know, if, if I could add to that, um, I think 
I'm relating to, to what Tommy's saying about about kind of developing that that feel and almost an empathy for the horse that, that you can kind of you can feel what he's he's felt and what he's used to and, and empathy is a great word. Help him. But I think a great that, word for that. Yes, sir. And uh, I, I think that I think that for me, uh, I realized my feel has extended beyond just reading the horse. I've gotten really good at reading the people that call me about the horse. And I can tell you within, and, and Dan can back me up on this, I can tell you within probably 95% certainty exactly what that horse's problems are going to be and what, what, his, what we're going to encounter along the way and, and how we're going to fix it. And hi, and it, I mean, it's something I've kind of kept track of because I've kind of gotten surprised at myself at being so good now at reading a short conversation with someone and just asking a few key questions and being able to put together what to expect in that horse and then not being let down when I get the horse. And that's, that's kind of a neat part for me is that, so not only has my feel increased with my horses, but in a desire to fix my horses, my feel has increased in my ability to, to read these people and even have some empathy yeah. there because like, I don't want to just throw every lady that gives her horse treats and really loves her horse. I don't want to throw her under the bus and be like, well, you're just a horse hugging crazy. She just really loves her well, horse. We don't want to, Cause that's easier. Yeah. It is easier, but the, yeah. the truth is, is a it lot is of those, funny. a lot of those people, if you, if you take the time to actually explain the whys and how good it is for their horse, a lot of them give up the treats. A lot of them try better. They're still going to wreck their horse, but you know what? They're at least trying to do better. And I've, I've seen it a lot. They're doing the best that they know how to do. And yep. that's a big deal. And, and to them, what they're doing is the best they know how to do until they yeah. know better or they, they see better. And it's it's funny because I've been right next to him while we've we've had a story, sometimes a vague story like, oh well, this happened and this you reared happened, up and this once happened no once, and and we kind of ignore the event, but the horse will really tell us he tells what the root story. what the root cause is, and, yeah. and we. we we kind of ignore 80% of the story. Well, we don't ignore yeah. it, but we look at it, but we understand the context that it is because you read between the lines. You're, really. you're looking at the root cause behind all the, the behavior issues behind instead of actually looking at the, the specific event, whether it yeah. reared or it fucked or it yeah. did something in, in one case. I, 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 I hate to be cliche, but you know, I, I, uh, a quote I always like, it just happened to come from Ray, but it was, I'm not interested in what happened. I'm interested in what happened before what happened happened. And I, yeah. that always stuck with me because that's really what it is. If the horse bucked you off on Wednesday, something happened back on Monday or the weekend that led up to that event. Somewhere somewhere the leadership and the communication started to fall apart, and that's that's why you got bucked off your horse. That's never, ever bucked before in his uh. life. So, it's kind of like sense. how how do we spend a hundred billion dollars in Ukraine? We're like, well, I mean, it goes a ways back to, yeah. to get to where we are now. Yeah, and you know, it didn't it, happen today. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and I, I guess from my my perspective, where like my my outside horse, I haven't taken in any in a couple of years since. Uh, well, COVID, I guess, is what last time before you know before covid was the last time i took any outside horses but i was trying to do whatever they wanted to do with their horse within the confines of what 
I was going to put that horse through every day. And that's... Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Riding pins. Feedlot and all. If they needed it, go. Let's go spend some miles in the desert. Um, But, like, my... From where... My particular young... Like, horses I'm going to keep for myself, like... I I don't pride myself so much uh as uh reading horses like I read cattle really well. That's what I do in a feedlot. Um I know how they're going to move and I know how I need my horse to move. So I try to adapt my foot movement, my hand movement to where like you you kind of have to be in their face a lot when you when you're riding pins. Like eh, it just it's kind of the the nature of the beast. But you, I mean, it, it goes back to like the old spade bit style. Like you're, you're trying to put just a little bit of pressure with, with either the, the bit or, or your feet to get them to shift just a little bit. Same, you know, same, uh, idea as dressage and whatever. But like, I, I'm reading that, that, you know, if I'm taking a steer out the gate, like, oh, this the sucker might turn back and I need you to move like right now. So like if I jab you in the shoulder, it's because I need you to move now and I need you to move quick. Um, it's not because you're, you did anything wrong, but I need them to know like, Hey, this is it. But now that only happens like the first time after that, you can make that quick movement with your thigh and not ever follow through with your spur. And like, but yeah, they get figured out real quick, but it, it takes that first, movement and, and that first like hard reaction uh you know against that spur like to get them to jump the way you want them to go and then like okay that's good like that's what i need you to do and i i, I don't know it's um at that that point like you gotta you gotta be able to read cattle just as well as you you gotta be able to read your horse uh to to be able to convey that message too and then it's well i i think you gotta be able to read any situation whether it's whether you're in a feedlot mm-hmm. reading cattle or whether you're on a ranch reading cattle or you're in a ring reading yeah. your ground and reading your space and time, mm-hmm. whether you're in a, in a, and Cliff and Dan, you guys can both jump in here, whether you're in a, uh, a, a jumping situation, yep. you're having to read space and time, uh, raining space and time, cutting, reading your cat. I, I, I think it's, it's always reading your situation it's it's and that's that's uh, again to, to piggyback off of cliff with i hate i hate cliches but timing and feel yeah you know yeah. It, it's and and what is that well it's knowing where you are in space and time in regards to time like that's <laughs> it doesn't matter what you're doing you have to you have to know where you are and where everything else is all the time yeah, and your your hands have got to be in sync with your mind, and that's where the feel comes in. Yeah, exactly. Your, your situational awareness of everything going on around you, of where the what is that, kid is. You know, mm. what's that bird going to make that cow do, or whatever, or 
or what's it going to do over here and, and, and see what's going to happen. And, and you got to anticipate what that cult's going to do. You're focused on the cow. Cause I, I do a lot of feedlot stuff like Matt and, and uh, you got to focus on, you're focused on getting that cow out or whatever. And you're trying to teach that horse, but all of a sudden you get a feed truck and goes whizzing by eight, nine, oh. And so you gotta, you, you're, you're trying to make that cult, understand to stay calm stay focused and if that feed truck goes by you just if he blows sideways you just go with him and keep him focused his his uh mind might be leaving but keep it the momentum and his body focused on going to that steer and they kind of pick it up after a little while mm. and, and you feedlot guys correct sense. me if i'm wrong here uh because i've never been on a feedlot but if you're pulling a cow nine times out of ten it's sick. And so that fucker's brain ain't working right anyway. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You know, if, oh, if you're pulling, if you're pulling a heavy, a heavy steer, he's got a fever. So he's going to react wrong. Oh yeah. Like nine times, nine times out of 10, he's going to react wrong. And, and especially on a young horse, you got to give him enough cushions so that you can react because even though you see what that, that steer is doing that like, that Colt's just mind is blown and that's where like you've got to be good with your feet and sometimes you got to be aggressive with your feet to to get them to move in the right direction but also you got to give them enough cushion um you know it's it's a lot of expectation too like set set your expectations where where they should be and not um you know that this this eight-year-old mustang that you rescued from a you know, it's right. not going to go win the snaffle bit futurity. Right, and, right, right. Right. <laughs> well, I think that's what Tommy was started out. He's his whole thing saying about was it, uh, you know, trust that, trust that they can't believe that they can. Yep. But, but then I think this, this goes hand in hand with this is uh, expect what they actually can do. Right. Like, yes, yes, you can. You can get this job done, but you're an eight-year-old Mustang. We're not yeah. going to go win the world's greatest bridal. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go win money doing this in a competition. <laughs> just yeah. know that right from the get-go. You know, it just, it depends on, it depends on the horse and yeah, realistic expectations. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I had a thought while we were, while we were going through there and it, it kind of popped in my head. It's sort of related to what we're talking about. But um, but it's a little from left field as well, I think. But um, when we were sitting there talking about timing feel, and and the word feel came up several times, empathy came up several times, and uh, and I I think in that it got me thinking about well, it's not only our ability to read the horse, but I think part of our feel extends too to to the idea that we control our emotions in the saddle, right? And that absolutely. The better that we can, the better we can soften. The better that we can manage our emotions and really maintain a sense of humor through it all, really affects the outcome of a lot of situations. And uh, you know, and a, and a case in point, this got and I'm kind of bridging all over here. But in the before the show really started, Matt, you're mentioning about keeping your guard up with Colts and how you got to keep your guard up so you know that horse is ready to go to work for you. I've kind of played with this and experimented with it, and it, it may sound hippy dippy to me, but I've learned to try to keep my guard down, even though it might get me bucked down in a, in a wreck. 
but riding colts, especially in those first three rides, if I can keep, if I can keep from making that horse feel like my guard is up and I'm ready for something bad to happen, I can settle those colts' minds and settle them emotionally a lot better through that feel that kind of comes down through my body than if I'm braced up and I'm ready, I'm ready to go to war. And uh, I used to. I agree with you, a hundred percent. Yeah, I, I don't want to sound crazy saying that because I feel a little crazy saying that, but. No, really, I, I, my energy affects the outcome. You manifest no, what no, happens. I, I I agree hundred percent, and I've probably along the same timeline actually. Yeah, you and I talk. Along. We've talked about this. Oh no, they disappear. No, uh -oh. we're 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 coming back. Something came <laughs> popped up on my screen. It's supposed to go away. There we go. Yeah, um, and and it, you know, on your point, Cliff. Yeah, it's 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 like I say, you put a foot in the stirrup. Then after that, you're just riding the horse. And, and I promise yeah. you guys, I'm a hasty kid from Oregon. I'm a bad <laughs> rapper, but, <laughs> but I'll I'll just do silly stuff to to just yep. to to relax my body because I got my mind going other places, and I find it it really relaxes those horses a lot. Yep. And, and once I, in a while, I sing stupid once songs, in a while it man. Work, and then you go into survival mode. And yes, you, you do. You know, then you grab down, kick them in the guts, and and that's. Yep. We all read Will James, and we all know it works. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm quick to fire my feet, but I've learned to to control it a lot better than I used to. Yeah. And the outcome, the outcome. I mean, it's it's a it's it's literally been. 10 times better or 20 times better than the outcomes I had in the past. Yeah. And it, it, it's, you know, I love to hear a horseman admit in the past because yeah. what we are today, we weren't 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I was fighting some bitch. Yeah. And I'm never going to say, God, I wish I knew now or knew then what I know now, because it's been all an experience yeah. in that, yeah. that, you know, yeah. it, it it, it's, and you have to keep yourself safe, you know. But but like a boxer or an MMA fighter, they they have to keep themselves safe. At, at, but at the same time, they have to stay relaxed. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's it's really a difficult difficult thing to do. Especially it's, it's the most you know, more hurt. It's the most Zen Buddhist shit ever. It really is. It's like it's like you've got to like overcome your ego. You you've got to kill your ego. You've got to you've got to get to yeah. this place where you're just like. I don't really care if my having my guard down kills me because this sucker bucks me down on my face. I'm willing. I'm willing to take that chance to have overall better outcomes through the source. And I know that sounds crazy and a little fatalistic, but for me, that's real life. No, well, you, no, it, you it, gotta. It's total real life, and and that's why there's a lot of substance involved too with all of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and when I uh, when I say you gotta be you gotta be on edge like. It's um, maybe maybe that was uh the wrong phrasing, but like I I think we all understood what you meant. Yeah, you got to be aware. Yeah. Like you, you I can't, lived it. Yeah, yeah, you can't fall asleep. You know, it, it's it's so uh, tough to not take things personally and to get kind of on the muscle. But the yeah. more that you let the adrenaline glow go, yeah. the more that the horses do too, and it just it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. If you expect it to buck, it's, it's probably buck. gonna buck. Yeah. That's exactly right. And, 
Somebody well, asked me one time how I keep horses from bucking, and I, and I told them it's because I don't care if they buck. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. If they want to buck, I don't care. I 100%. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Come on. It's, well, it's just I, the way they they're trying to figure out what they're supposed to do. I yeah. won't ever say that. I can just go ahead and ride them, but I'll uh, I'll think I can. But I won't I won't say it out loud. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to get embarrassed, you know. Well, I mean, that's yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm not, I'm, not I'm sticky, but I'm not pretty. But I'm just afraid of hitting the ground, and so I. I just, that's the th- that's know, the thing with me is I I, I ride, grew man. up. I grew up. We didn't have a round pin. We had a square corral with, uh, and and one of the gates was really washed out. So we, uh, we knocked down a concrete chicken coop, and then uh, my dad was like, "Take all those chunks of concrete over there, and we'll fill that hole in. I'll get some fill dirt, and it'll you know level like level that gate right up." Never brought in the fill dirt. And, Just had the concrete. <laughs> yeah, and so then they got spread out across that square corral, and every time you were about sideways, you oh, yeah. you were grabbing oh. everything you could and getting right back up in the middle. So I, I can stay on one, but it's not pretty. Yes, that makes me feel better. To even as the youngest member of the group, I don't want to <laughs> hit the ground more Fuck than no. anything. It hurts. Yeah, it sucks. I hate it. It doesn't matter how old you are or or, or not. I, I'm the biggest son bitch here. You know how hard it, how hard I hit the ground. You hurt the ground when you hit it. You boys down south can feel it when I get bucked off. I don't. (laughs) It ain't no fun. But what I found with a lot of the horses that I end up getting stuck with, and and we don't start a whole lot of outside young colts from the ground up. I usually get these colts in or i call them colts they're five to nine years old and we got to restart them is when they <laughs> blow up it they're big. trying to they're trying to fix yeah they're trying to figure out how to do what you're asking or you've got them in a spot where you're trying to get them to do something they can't figure it out and so they just go into oh shit mode and blow up and so yeah. once i get them there and then it's like oh shit okay that didn't work you back up and 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 the way, and I, I find myself doing it all the time is I'll get into a situation, she'll happen and go sideways. Well, that didn't work. And then I just completely restart everything and do it all over again. And if they don't blow up, I'm like, hey, it worked. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You can live through this. We've yeah. got a, pa- we got a pallet load of uh, those, those bricks of, uh, you know, wood shavings, uh, you know, it was a bushel or whatever. And, you know, and then it's got all the, the sh- shrink wrap around it. And that is a godsend for, for any horse, really. Just like uh, you, you can be walking by them and it's a calm, clear day. And then all of a sudden you get a little breeze and that, that shrink wrap gets to waving. And uh, there's nothing better than making them face up and walk to it. Like take but, one step and then I'll, then I will relax. Take yeah. one step towards it and I'll relax. And then yeah, I see pretty... shit like that. I go to it. Yeah. I I I do the exact opposite, guys. I do too. I I I, I totally fucking ignore it because uh, if my theory is, I don't care if you're scared. And, and and but let me preface this with the way I train horses. I want them to think I am the the most dangerous motherfucker on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> now, Absolutely. But I'm on their side. Yeah. 
I want them to think I'm the most dangerous mother. I want them to, to, to act the way I would act if Jake was with me <clears throat> in the bar. Well, yeah. I'm not going to set that entire pallet full of wood shavings on fire, Brett. Okay? Well, <laughs> yeah, but, but like, it, it'd get me I, fired. I, I want, I want to be like, I want to be the way I want my horses to be the way I would be mm. if I was at the bar with a seal, like a, a Navy seal. Not I don't know. I mean, I, I think Brett I could take, seal I, walk into I a think bar. I could, I could take Feel like you could take on I, anything yeah. in the world. I don't think I yeah, could take a Navy I, I seal. Can say, I can say and do anything I fucking want because I got the cooler with me. Mm. So I, I want my horses to, think i'm i'm a navy seal they got the cooler and so no matter what goes down it doesn't fucking matter because they're not scared because i'm not scared and they're like well the fucking cooler ain't scared i don't i don't have to worry about it so like with spooks and stuff a lot of guys want them to to ride up and you know take a step forward towards it and accept it or whatever and there, there's some of these crazy fuckers that want them to go all the way up and put their nose on it and stuff well that's i don't dumb. give a shit i don't give a shit if you're fucking scared of something all i want is you if you if you don't pay attention to me if you take your attention off of me then then some bad shit's gonna happen just but as long as you as long as you care what i think then we're good Everything's good. Don't mm. worry. About it. I'm not scared of it. If I'm not scared of it, you don't be scared of it. I, uh, and, and I take, that's, oh, that's my philosophy. I take I take it one step a little bit further, and uh, I'll act like I don't care. I don't look. I don't put my eye on what's scaring them because they can feel where you're looking. That's why I brought up a run into a fence. But yeah. I don't look at it. I don't acknowledge it. If anything, I turn my head away from it. But I put. I, oh, am, I, quick to put, I am quick to put my feet in their belly. And so the oh, more yeah. that they want to snort and booger, I will run iron up into their belly and I will take a hold of their face and I will shape their eye away from whatever they're trying to fixate on. And I'll say, never mind, you pay attention to my foot over here. You take, I, pay attention to my hand exactly. over here. Exactly. Yeah. And the more, the, the, more, thing. the more chronically they spook, the more iron I put in their belly until they decide it's a whole lot better to never mind that over there. And I want to be, I want my horse more afraid of my feet than anything we encounter along the trail. I, I want him, I want him to have, I, I always say this wrong, but I'll try to say it right. I want him to have more respect for my hands than anything they fear and more respect for my feet than anything they desire. Yes. So if they desire to get away, I, I want them to have more respect for the rowels of my spurs. That they'll fucking pounce on that tire because I told them to. And if they want to run from that tire, I want them to have so much respect for my hand that they'll stand right there and, and, and let that son of a bitch walk right up to them. I, I want to be the scariest motherfucker on the planet. And you almost thank the spook for happening because it gave you an opportunity to give that experience. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, yeah, hearing y'all, y'all talk about this, it, it, it's going to, I guess, help me describe this. And I didn't describe it in a more articulate way like I should have. And, and, and I go way, way back to telling a girl one day that she had a horse that she did a lot of young horse work, a program where she would take the horse up and make it touch everything, you know, as she yeah. was leading it, everything oh, didn't yeah. matter. And I told her, I said, well, what you got to do is you got to teach that horse to look at the, the forest, not the trees. 
And so like when, when Matt was talking about the flapping um, shrink wrap on the shavings, it wasn't, I, I guess what I was trying to say is I see that's going to be a distraction. And what I'm going to do is ride past it, ignore it, but want this horse to ignore it at the same time. I don't want him to go up and touch it and do all that, you know, type of stuff. But it's, if I see something, I guess it's going to kind of maybe spook a horse or I think might challenge them a little bit and in, 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 in their, their coming up is, is to approach that object with a, I guess, not necessarily with your eye, but knowing it's there and then making the horse somewhat just, I don't even know if deal with it's the right word, but it's, you know, like I say, I always look for things to challenge my horse and, um, you know, but it's not, yeah. So if I see something that's spooking them, it, it's, you know, I want them to ignore it, but I guess, you know, if I'm asking them to ride towards it, it's not going to the shavings. We're riding in a direction and I want that horse to do that. I, I think what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong here, because this is what I'm hearing. Um, if you're riding riding up towards those shavings and you see this is something my horse is going to spook at. And so, and we're, we're fucking apex predators. So we see that shit from way off, way, way before they do. So we see that shit. Oh, here, here, they're going to spook at these shavings, the tarp flapping on the shavings. So I'm going to start training training on my horse before he ever gets there before he right. ever sees it exactly and i'm gonna i'm gonna have my my training session end up to where when you get your release from your training you're standing right here next to the spook and yeah. you don't give a fuck about it because because you're getting your release from what i was training on you about yes sir yep that's it that's Go. that's that's what i do with spook things and, and of course just like all of us, we all get fucked sometimes and we don't see it. But but yeah, when I do see it, about it because and nine times out of ten yeah. I see it before my horse. Just like all of us, I'm I'm, I'm gonna make a big deal out of see it out of training, but not out of the spook. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying you want them to you're gonna use the opportunity to get them off your hand, get them off your leg, yeah. get them off your Slow seat, them. and not you you want them to follow you as a leader so that it's not about the object. It's about you more than anything else. Yeah. 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 yeah we're so uh, those of us that are, that are full-time professional cult starters, whether we want to admit it or not, we're <laughs> super fucking egotistical. Whether we not, want to not admit the part not, that we're full-time we're cult starters, super but, but whether we want to admit or not that we're not, super not egotistical, we are. And, and so we want our horses thinking about us all the time. Yeah. Well, you kind of have to, though. Well, that's how you stay safe. That's where where you started out with trainers or ha- or assholes. Yeah. See, this is where I like I like I I just can't get in the same mindset as all these horse Karens because they're like, uh, <laughs> we got to be, you know, and and it, it goes back to a lot of the clinician type shit. You got to be one with the horse, and like, no. No, I'm not one with that horse. I don't. I'd rather that horse not die, but I'd way rather <laughs> me not die. That, that I not die. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I'd way. I'm. I, I put myself way above any horse. 
and, and maybe that's maybe that's selfish and misogynistic or whatever. No. But I, like, I no, I just I don't think so. Is it? Well, you didn't even say it was a mayor. Well, yeah, that's, that's all I can afford anymore. So that's that's, that's what I ride. <laughs> I can't even afford them. You're telling me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you, you do gotta you gotta put the the horse out there. But like, at the end of the day, I'm I'm the motherfucker riding it. So like, yeah, if if I gotta if I gotta stick you in the neck or the shoulder or whatever, jab you in the belly, I I don't care. Like I'm gonna like. For for me in particular, maybe that 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 stack of uh, of shavings was not not the greatest example. But like I ride through by that shit every fucking day, and so if they're gonna snort, and like I would do this with my older horses every now and then, they they're gonna they're gonna snort and run away. Like I, what... I think that was a great example. We just took it a different direction from what you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I no, and I I appreciate what you guys said. I it, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but where I where I'm coming from, we're like I, I still got to go ride past that motherfucker, and if their first instinct is to run away from it, well, I'm my instinct is like no, yeah, you're you're, you. you're gonna walk towards it because yeah, like you said that don't that don't scare <laughs> me, so it ain't scaring you, and yeah, and my my iron is gonna be right there in your ribs until you step forward, and then once you step forward, okay, fine, now let's step Release. forward again, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's yeah, like if. Depends on how how bad they boogered at it. I well, I'm probably there's... I'm probably not going to put their nose on it. But if they've pissed me off enough, I I will. <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. I've yeah. run yeah. I've run a few young horses into things. <laughs> but if I'm at the point where I'm making their put put their nose on a a waving piece of uh, saran wrap, like I I'm, I probably should have stepped off a while ago. You know, <laughs> like oh. There, there's a there, time there's to just no call, call it good. Like, yeah, we ain't, we, neither one of us is learning shit today. Let's call this good. There's no doubt in that. <laughs> uh, every, everybody in this forum has been in that situation. Yeah. Where, where, where I went too far. I asked too much. I would have been better off to step off and lay you down and tie you down and go get another horse. And like, and that's never really a good answer either. No, it's not. Go get another horse. Like That's you, never really great. You answer. lost but, that but day if you have to go, like it, it because of you, you had to go get another horse. Like you, you fucked up. That oh, day. for sure, yeah. you yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Well, and, and to go back to not cut you off, Brett, but to go back to your spooking deal, for me, it's such an important thing for me to ignore them and and like Brett said, for for them to think I'm the scariest son of a bitch out there because when we leave. And if I determine that they're going to go with me and we leave the feedlot, we leave the ranch, we're going to cow camp and we're up in the hills and there's black bears and there's wolves and there's, there's everything around the country that, that's going to get, that's going to want to fucking kill them. So if they're scared of the pallet with a little plastic flapping on it and they're going to try and fucking leave, then I make the point that I'm scarier than that. By the time they get up in timber and a big old black wolf jumps out and growls at them, they're going to look at him and go, Oh, you're just one of the other border collies. I'm not even scared of you. I, don't <laughs> care about you. <laughs> and so, I, I got the cooler. I got the cooler with me. The man, yeah, the man and, on my and, back will take care of this. Yeah, He'll tell so, me what to do. And that happened to me. I was up there a couple years ago, and, and it was actually a cult that I had started myself. And I don't pride myself on starting my own cults because if they're mine, nothing gets done right, and it's school of hard knocks, and I feel bad for the poor sons of bitches. But went up there with him and 
we get in the timber and next thing I know is there's a wolf barking there, there's a wolf barking there, there's one next to me and everything. And everybody's with me, their horses were wigging out and leaving. And that three-year-old had his head down, walking down the trail. He didn't give a shit that, that we were surrounded by, by wolves because I scared him more than everything around him. And yeah. it just, a lot of people don't understand that. And, and, um, they just, they need to, like he, he, one of you said that you have to build a partnership and all that with your horse. That's your mm-hmm. partnership. Basically, you know, you're, you're the boss. He's the hired man. That's and right. You got to toe the yeah. line or by God, your ribs are going to come out of place and Never shit's going to go bad for you. Leadership. 1000%. Well, you yeah. want him to to be the best hired man ever, but he's got to earn it too. You don't treat him well, like absolutely. he's the best hired man until he's earned it. Yeah, but that comes a good teacher too. Yeah. Oh no, that's yeah. mm, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. But yeah. but you, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's my my horsemanship changed a lot when I had kids too because I'm like, oh, like I can't just beat on these kids until until they 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 turn out right it doesn't work that way you know it doesn't i, it's a good I, mean, I mean michael jackson's dad beat him to success yeah no you, you it's, he beat it's, a boy it's generally frowned upon when you tie up three limbs of your kid and throw a, a tarp over them and then <laughs> oh shit hey guys i gotta go <laughs> it's generally frowned upon but no it's uh but it my my wife said something. She's like, you don't want your, your kid to resent you, too. I mean, like, you, you want to get that message across to them, but you don't want them to hate you for it. And, um, but, like, there there's times where some stern correction is, is necessary. And Just uh, like kids, Colts, Colts crave a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a hundred percent right. And but you you uh, you have to set the tone, and sometimes that that takes a little more brutality than than other times. But there's times where it takes a little bit of brutality to to be like, no, nah, this I you know as uh, as Snoop Dogg says, I am he and he is me, um, you know, or <laughs> something like that. I, I forget the. I exact. thought that was Popeye. Slim with the tilted brim. What's my motherfucking name? That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 done that to a couple to a couple horses before. After after they finally quit bugging. What's my motherfucking name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <no laughs> shit. You you kind of have to have that, and, and with your kids too. Like my, you know, my little boy like thinks he's really smart, and he is. But he ain't smart as me yet, so I gotta like, hey, right? You, you got a stupid idea there, like, like you get, you kind of have to, <laughs> you kind of have to. Games, uh, prizes. Yeah. Um, well, and play, playing off your idea there, uh, my horsemanship changed a bunch when I had kids, because prior to that, <laughs> I didn't care if I lived through the day. Yeah. Like, no, I, I just, no, I, that's a hundred percent true. I just honestly. It, it made no fucking difference to me if I died your, or not. Your health no. and and well being meant fucking nothing. It's not even there. You're like you don't. I don't care. You just like you didn't even think about it. No, oh, yeah. I was, was more. I was, was more afraid of huge doctor bills than dying. Yeah. Well, with my biggest fear in life 
prior to having kids, I had two fears. One was hunger. That one still gets me. <laughs> and the other, the other one was having to lay on my parents' couch and heal up. Mm. Like, the only thing that fucking bothered me was, man, this better kill me because I, I don't want to lay on mom and dad's couch while I heal up. So relatable. And, and so, but then I had kids and I was like, fuck, I've got to be here for a while. I yeah. need to rethink my, rethink my whole plant, my whole everything, my whole milieu. Uh, it was, it was a difficult situation actually. Yeah. Well, and like every time where, where you get a little bit out of breath when you shouldn't get uh, out of breath and be like, fuck, I still got to chase these fuckers around for 18 years. You know, like I better, I better get in shape, you know, hit the rowing machine a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess, I guess for me it was, it was getting married is I guess kind of what, Change, you know, the way having kids affected y'all, getting married to Amy affected me, I guess, more or less the same way is I need to be here for her. Um, and I still do some stupid shit and she still, you know, she says, you know, do you think that's a good idea? And I'll say, well, no, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I, I use my head a little bit more, you know, when it comes to... Um, let's just say dangerous situations and um because i got to think about her and um oh, that's fucking fruit things. roll up over there i like it Hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, may or, I may or may not have the munchies right now <laughs> i like it um well I may or may not have munchies. I, i'm gonna i just say let's let's call i i got one thing to end it on and tommy unless you got something else to We'll 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 go into the the Patreon episode after this, but uh, I gotta go piss real bad. But uh, Tommy, do you got anything you wanna or uh, anybody? Uh, I guess we'll we'll do like a little round. But I'll start it with you, Tommy. You got anything you wanna? No, I think of... this this was great. I enjoyed the conversation, and and um, you you got a hell of a format to do this on, and and I just love talking horses with all these guys. Hell yeah. Um, Cliff and, and Dan, what do you, what do y'all got? I, um, uh, I love it. I'm a big fan of good energy. And this was like really good chemistry, good energy with everybody where, where, I don't know, it just, the, the whole vibe was really good. And I think that's really important that that creates something that I really want to invest myself in. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Yes. Sir. Well, I appreciate y'all doing it too. Yeah. Heck Yeah. I agree. I, I love these conversations. I just saw Brett uh, a week or two ago, and we sat and had a lot of conversations, and I have a lot of conversations with Cliff, and being being part of this just it, it makes what we do pretty special. Awesome. No well, Jake, how about you? Oh, it's, it's pretty easy to go with a deal like this because, you know, talking to guys like this, it, it everybody kind of has the same – same deals, but you can just build off of things that you hear from everybody else, and it just flows and works, and, and uh, nobody's trying to tell you, ah, oh, you're stupid, and you're doing it wrong. Yes, yeah. sir. Um, Y'all make me feel less weird. <laughs> uh, Brett, you got any closing thoughts before we uh, we take a piss break and come back? Yeah, the, uh, the only closing thoughts I have is, is this conversation, it, it, it reminds me of when I was a kid, uh, I, I would always try to get around the, the old guys and and I guess 
from when I was a kid, we're all the old guys. Yeah, I'm getting to be an old guy. Yeah, and it, a lot of them were obviously a lot older than any of us are, but but I always tried to get around those old guys, and and I they kind of didn't want me around, and I kind of have to sneak around and yeah, and, and this and that and hide out and and stay in the corner and smoke some cigarettes and not not talk and just listen and <laughs> it's just it's just cool it's cool to 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 have this conversation because it's the same deal where nobody really argued and everybody went oh i i get what you're saying there yeah well and then somebody else like i I know me personally i said let me rephrase what i had to say because i didn't i didn't say it the right way and and that's not saying like no you're wrong and it's like no i said that wrong I, I, i i didn't I didn't mean what I said. Yeah. Right. And it's like, no, I, I, and even if you didn't meant what you said, be like, I could have said that better. And that, like, I think that's so important to be able to, to do that and, and come back and be like, all right, what you guys make great points. Cause you guys all really did when, but, uh, the point I was trying to make was not quite, but you guys all, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good discussion. And I, I, I just, I love great conversation. Um, I love talking horses. I love talking cattle. I love talking cowboy shit. Um, I love talking man shit. And I don't care if there's <laughs> ladies on the show or whatever. I love talking man shit. When you're on this True show, that. it's a it man. Needs to be it, done. It's a it man. Needs to be done. It's a man conversation. And the cowboy world, up until not very long ago, was a man's world. And is it changing? Maybe. So there, there's some handy, handy ladies out there. Don't get me wrong. There's some really fucking handy ladies out there, but it's still a man's world because it, sometimes it takes a man to tip over that steer. It take, takes a yep. man to, to spur down that bronc, and there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Um, but when, when I, I guess I'll leave everybody with this. Um, when, when I said like, my, my, my thoughts changed when I, when I had kids, like. I was I've never been afraid to be rough with the horse. I'm still not afraid to be rough with the horse because I, I know what a horse is. I know what a horse can do. Uh, I've been on the receiving end when a horse decided to be rough and it's it's not fun. <clears throat> I've also been on the on on the the side of things where I've had to been be a little rough on my kids and and you know they needed it. But I, I've got to where I think of my horses and my kids in the same way. Like, I'll be rough on them when I have to, but I'd way rather teach them not to get in that situation where I got to be rough. Yeah. And and it just it reshapes your entire entire focus and and so it it brings some a little bit of legitimacy to those the the horse Karens that say you be one with the horse. Um, because I mean, you do, you do got to know the horse. The horse has a, a personality just like any other human on earth. And, um, and going back to the original, uh, you know, when we first started talking is, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I know I've said it many a times on this show, but one of the guys that I rode Colts for, he said, if they want to act like a pig, we'll treat them like a pig. If they want to act like a horse, we'll treat them like a horse. And if they want to act like a good horse, we will treat them as good as they want to be treated. And um, but yeah, if they want to act like a pig, we're gonna treat them like a pig. And it's it's kind of kind of the same way with my kids when they when they learn something how to do shit, 
and they decide not to do it the right way, we're like, all right, well, we'll, we'll treat you that way and see how you like it. And eventually they act right. You know, it's um, <laughs> it just, it's kind of how it works. But anyways, uh, <laughs> fellas, I enjoyed this, this conversation really well. And we're going to, if everybody's got a little bit extra time, uh, I, um, we might as well dive into nonviolent equestrians and, and break that shit apart. Is anybody, <laughs> is everybody game for that? I'm here. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Cool. So if you want to listen to that, you got to join. Uh, you got to pay me for it. So patreon.com slash burning daylight. Um, yeah. Uh, Tommy Gasell on Facebook. Jake Torgerson on Facebook. Cliff Shad on Facebook. Yep. Brett Davis on, on Facebook. And Dan, what's your what's your socials? Molten on Facebook. Molten. M-O-L-T-E-N. I-O-N. I-O-N. M O L T. It throws me off. I think it's Moylton. Moylton. I thought it was it's, Molson. It's all a mess. All right. Well, spell it. Spell it for us, and then. M O L T I O N. Molson. Molson. Yeah, that's how yeah. I thought of it. Molson in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And on that note, move your ass. We're burning daylight. <laughs> Are so bright. Pull your hat down, make sure your cinch is tight. Horse is kind of snuffy, cold chill up your spine. We'll get your ass moving, sun will burn Get your ass moving sun, we're burning daylight.